You did that for a hot pocket? Yes. Oh, that's for a hot pocket. You broke into a bank for a hot pocket. Hot pocket. For hot, a hot pocket. pocket. Was it worth it? Hell yeah, it's worth it. Hot pocket? Hell yeah. Oh yeah, my favorite podcast is the Sick and Wrong Podcast. Cause it's a very good It's a funny, 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 funny show. Sick and Wrong Podcast is a wonderful podcast. It's a miraculous podcast. It's like the best podcast in the whole wide, wide, wide world. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, G. Simon. I'm the other one, Kate Rambo. It's cracking there, Kate Rambo. I've had a, a harrowing medical scape this week, but I'm I doing know, okay now. Which has inspired me. <laughs> it's inspired me. I'm thinking <laughs> about starting up a contest for the listeners. Okay. If you guess how many abortions Kate Rambo has had, hint, she doesn't live in Texas, so obviously she's I can multiple. get as many as I like, <laughs> yeah. You will win. Kate's tonsil stone. <laughs> tonsil stone. <laughs> yes, my my tonsil stone that was named T.S. Eliot that had been living in my mouth for nearly seventy two hours. I extracted him. We go into uh, horrific detail in the outtakes. We don't have time to go into this much detail, but I gotta say, it was disgusting. I've never heard of a tonsil stone. This is the first time, and and I actually I know Kate's looked it up and she'd been on Google and it's like, oh, it's like a buildup of calcium deposits and bacteria. I know what it really is. It's a six month old ball of petrified cum that's just been sitting there in the back. I think so. Back of your mouth, stuck on your tonsil. I think it's probably just like a mix of like smegma and cum. Well, that's probably what happened because smegma is sticky. It's a sticky substance. So with the cum, which is also sticky, the combination, it'll stick to the back of your throat. It'll probably adhere to your tonsils and then over time build up into a ball a, a pearl a, a pearl. pearl of sm- a smegma pearl oh yeah t.s Eliot. um so there's tonsil smegma Eliot. tonsil smegma Eliot. so it's what the s and t.s Eliot stands for i'm joking smegma. about the competition people but at first when she told me about it i was really excited because i was like this would be amazing because we could like auction it off you know i'm a jew enterprising individual i was like you know we can auction it off maybe at the 10 or 20 dollar patreon level and then you said you threw it in the bin you chucked the tonsil stone in the bin it was a big big tonsil it made a it made a noise when it went in the bin that's how like big it was it's gross i'm still like i don't want to go we've been talking about it on the outtakes (laughs) (laughs) i'm starting to feel like a lady of a delicate disposition (laughs) It, it, it was really gross. We went to a lot of detail in the outtakes. I'm going to post a picture of it on Patreon. She sent me the picture. It turned my stomach. It turned yeah, my stomach. I, it's really I still, gross. Let's, let's move on from what's... <laughs> I, I, I've got a little bit of trauma from it. I'm not going to lie. I'm getting to that age now, D, where like my body's going to start rebelling against me because I'm, I'm getting older. You know, I'm going to be 40. That's my next big birthday soon. Like, it's gonna, I'm just getting to the point where it's going to start all falling 
Oh, well, everything's I, just gonna. I'm gonna be an old crone. Well, I've never heard of tonsil stones, but I'm an American. We have dentists here. We brush our teeth <laughs> at least in the morning and at night. I use mouthwash. I mean, I know the average British person what brushes their teeth like once a week. So I, I imagine it could mm. have a bacteria buildup. Yeah. So yeah. it makes sense to me that tonsil stones you know, would be very common over there in the UK. I spoke to a few people when I discovered it. And all of them were like, all of them said to me, they're actually surprised I'd never had a tonsil, a tonsil stone before it, before well, now. They were like, this is your first one. And I was like, yeah. And for the size of it, I was people, like, I've done pretty, pretty proud. The graphic detail of Kate Rambo shoving a chopstick in her mouth and popping out this tonsil <laughs> stone. It's, you got to go to Patreon to check that out. Anyway, happy Labor Day, Kate Rambo. Yeah, what what is Labor Day? We don't well, have. Well, you gave here. you were in labor, birthing a tonsil stone. I, so. I've also <laughs> been in fake labor throughout my abortions too. Something has passed out from don't, my uterus. Don't give the number away, but let's just say it's no, over. No, I won't four. give the number away. All right, people. <laughs> <laughs> it's over four, and it's just under twenty, so it's in that range. Yeah, good, good look, good guessing, guys. <laughs> no Labor Day. You guys have bank holidays, right? Yeah, wank Which holidays. Is, yeah, bank, but you have bank holidays and six weeks paid vacation for everyone, even people who work at like a grocery store. Yeah, right? it depends on like your your hours, but like most places, if you're like thirty hour contract, you get six weeks. And you get you told me you get a pension, even for like an hourly job, like a pension. Again, it that depends on the companies, but most companies, if you want a pension, you're not gonna get a like go for a pension if you work in like a bar. But yeah, most like corporate jobs. But no, get. go corporate jobs. You'd be a four hundred one k. Like but if you, you work in a supermarket, if you work at, like a supermarket, like a yeah, grocery store. Yeah. But see that that would never happen in this country. You know, the United States is the only advanced economy in the world that does not guarantee its workers paid vacation days or paid holidays. So whereas Labor Day is supposed to reward laborers, that's why you get the day off, there's a lot of people that don't get it. And if they do get it, they don't get it paid, which is just oh, right. that's bitterly sucks. ironic. Yeah. You know, they rely on businesses in this country to voluntarily provide paid leave for, uh, for their employees, which has never worked. It's never worked. I, I mean, to be honest, like I was reading into it, it's a, utterly a national embarrassment. That 28 million people in this country um, don't get any kind of paid vacation or paid holiday. That's why you guys shoot each other. It's why you like. That's why there's mass shooting. We'll go into yeah, we'll go into offices and shoot each other because I tell you what, you need your holidays for your mental health. And they actually say that Britain is one of the worst um, four-hour holidays in all of Europe. Like if you go to France or Italy, they get great holidays. They get great lunch hours. Like even most most um, corporate companies in France will give you lunch vouchers. You don't even have to fucking pay for they, your lunch. They work you to death here. Like well, I think literally, what it, especially like, if you're. Uh, well, I think I, I read something like uh, about Spanish people. It's like Spanish people work to live, whereas Americans live to work. That's what we do. Because you're forced to. Because we're forced to. It's it's like countries like Austria and France, governments require that workers are given time off. Like it's mandatory that you get paid time off. Austrians get 13 paid public holidays, 25 days of paid annual leave. I'm fucking moving to Austria. Oh my God, get me the schnitzel. The U.S., First world nation, the U.S., is just one of 13 countries in the world that does not guarantee paid time off. 
What are the other 13 countries? I don't fucking know. I didn't look Afghanistan. <laughs> I'm sure. Afghanistan. I'm sure. But so we get one day off for our labor. As I said before, oftentimes not even paid. Before then, we have to return to our nine to five daily grind, earning $7.25 an hour, which is fucking minimum Jesus. wage. Which is nowhere near enough to afford the rent, food, and clothing for the fucking ingrates that your wife shit out of her vagina. <laughs> And they, you know, they despise your existence. They do. And you save your pennies because of this. You hate your life. You save your pennies. Um, or just go and use your credit card. That's the one that's not completely maxed out. Walk across the street to the gun shop that advertises no background check. And the same day, you walk out with an AR-15 and you go wreak your vengeance. That's how you leave your mark on the society. I mean, everyone will know your name for about three days. So we start talking about YouTubers who want to be boxers, you know, and the fucking cash me outside girl wants to show her tits on, on OnlyFans. That's the oh, American dream right it. there. That's it. It's it is American getting dream. on the Dr. Phil show. It's American dream. In other news, uh, <laughs> you having a cookout with your disposable grill this weekend? Oh, yeah, I've told you about because disposable barbecues don't exist in America. No, we have real Do barbecues. They? Yeah, I've told you about them. But yeah, but you can't always have a real barbecue. Disposable barbecues are a godsend. Plus, you don't have to, like, clean them. You don't have to, like, look after them. I've never even heard of this before. Kate, Kate Rambo sent me a video of a disposable barbecue in action. And yeah. it is bizarre. I'm going to, you know, I might just post that. I'll post that to Patreon or something. It's, what, or maybe for, a Facebook. It, no, it's so yeah. weird. Like, I've showed it to Americans, and they're just like, so, so wait, you just use it once and you throw it out? And I was like, yeah. Darn right. It's, it's a do. bizarre thing. But I guess what? You get like three days of sunlight a year. So why would you need a barbecue? Exactly. They're great. But that's what really you do. Really good for the environment. That's, that's the thing with Labor Day. It's all about like, it's the last day of summer. It's the last day before all the kids have to go back to school. Although some kids start school a little earlier. But you have barbecues. You have barbecues, cookouts, get everybody together, you know, make your, your, your hamburgers. What's what is the difference, I've always wanted to know this, between a barbecue and a cookout? I think they're the same, aren't they? And they're exactly the are, same. Are they? Well, why have they got two different names? Some people call it a cookout. I think it's just regional. Other people I do call like it a the, I do like the term cookout more. Cookout to me seems a bit more trailer parky, like there might be a fight at the cookout. But there's not going to be a fight at the barbecue. It seems a bit more middle class. Yeah, it was a cookout just kind of seems a little more ghetto. Also reminds me of one of my favorite jokes. What does Waco stand for? What? What a cookout. Hey! Mm, good, good. I'm, I'm actually, well, obviously no one's going to invite me to their barbecue. I'll ruin it with my uh, shitty disposition. Also, with me, you know, being so vocal about how disgusting it is to eat meat, um, they're not going to, yeah, they're not going to, uh, you know, invite the spiteful vegetarian to the barbecue, but I'm actually going to the rainbow rooms backyard bash. That's what I'm doing tomorrow. Right. So people this in the LA area, awful. if uh, you're around, I'm in, you can come join me and go, uh, check out Steven Adler's band, the Steven Adler experience rocking the backyard oh, bash at the rainbow room. <laughs> Why are you going to that? You're gonna not only are you gonna get the, the COVID, but you have to you have to suffer through that. I I'd think COVID personally is the least of your worries. What you're gonna catch at that? You, you're you definitely know. gonna catch a tonsil full of stones at that <laughs> type of environment. Tonsil full of herpes or something, but I don't know. 
But yeah, yeah. It's going to be a good time. It's a, it's a, it's a way to celebrate uh, Labor Day. But cookouts, that's that's the thing. I think most people have big cookouts on uh on uh, you know, on Labor Day and just do it's like a, is there ever a, like a holiday where that's where everyone in the, in the UK has a cookout or is that more of an Aussie thing? Like they I, like Barbies, was, right? Look, there's good weather pretty much all year round there they can always throw a shrimp on the barbie when they want but i think like august bank holiday is a big like barbecue day if the weather's nice but i would say it's um november the 5th people even because the weather's shit then but it doesn't matter you have you go to a bonfire party and you will throw some baked potatoes on that fire tuna jack and potato Yes, which is very tasty <laughs> but i mean are, do people in the uk like make sp- like barbecue ribs and pulled pork sandwiches and all the other like hamburgers and all the shit that they barbecue. Well, like you, I am also a miserable pescatarian, so I don't know what people do with their ribs, David, but I'm sure that those types of shenanigans will happen. Somewhere. You know who loved a cookout? Who loved a cookout? Joe Matheny. <laughs> Joe, Joe Matheny. He's our intro topic. You have a picture of Joe? Um, he kind of looked like uh, King Kong Bundy, this guy. You remember the wrestler King Kong Bundy? Yeah, King Kong Bundy is a freaking legend. This guy, um, this guy here, um, well, there's a picture of him right before he got caught. But go to the next one because this is the one where, yeah, that that's this the classic. This is the famous. That's the classic Joe Matheny. I mean, the guy, must he's a sod buster. He must have weighed like 500 pounds. Yeah, I looked it up. He weighed 32 stone for 32 the stone. Crew. Jesus. It's that's mental. like... He's a land whale. He's a sodbuster times like three. Yeah, this guy. But he's a serial killer um, who uh, claimed to have killed up to 13 people, most of whom were female sex workers. Uh, he would put some of their uh, the, the victims' meat in Tupperware containers and store it in the freezer. He confessed okay. to using the body parts of his victims to prepare barbecue sandwiches. That's what you do, barbecue uh, beef sandwiches so that must be how you get to 32 stone you've got to eat a lot of human flesh well you know unlike other cases of human cannibalism because there's a lot of there's several cannibalistic serial killers you're thinking of Dahmer for example uh Metheny or Metheny here was not the only one who fed on the body parts of his victims he would sell the human hooker sandwiches to to unaware passersby like he had a roadside stand Ooh, I wonder what hooker tastes like. In Maryland. I don't yeah. know. I imagine it'd I think, be, oh, because it's in Maryland. Gay it, me. As, no, it's in Maryland, so it's going to have like a kind of crab, crabby undertone. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure it tastes <laughs> like a seafood paella. At least smells yeah. like one. Um, but yeah, you know, people drove by his roadside stand and uh, thought they were just going to get a regular roast beef or pork, you know, pulled pork sandwich. Instead, they got a. Uh, Roast beef slash hooker sandwich. If you don't know, though, and you ate it, where's the issue? I mean, I guess not, not you know, if you're unaware, and then it's like if some, no one told you. But don't you think there's probably diseases you can catch? Like hepatitis? I think I've, I've always, yeah, possibly hepatitis, which if you're eating a crabby hooker, you're, a, you're at risk of. But I've always said that you just don't eat the uh, you don't eat the brain because there's like parasites that you can get from the brain, and you just don't eat the inside. But if you're eating the flank, the flesh, then um, all glory to the flesh. Nothing's what about the labia? Happen. 
Well, you're a labia eating expert. You tell us. <laughs> no, that's what I'm saying. If you like, you know, barbecued up the labia, would you still get herpes? I think doesn't like heat kill all bacteria. It that's why you cook shit. Yeah. So maybe you wouldn't get the herpes if the if the flesh is cooked. Possibly. Let's talk about Joe Matheny here. So yeah. he was born March 2nd, 1953 in Essex, Maryland. Uh, he was part of a big family. Six family members, pretty decent-sized family, especially for the 50s. Uh, Matheny's father was a chronic alcoholic, and his mother was seldom around. This is according to uh, Matheny. Uh, he lost his father in a car accident at age six, so uh, he grew up just with his, uh, just only his mother. He claimed she was neglectful of him and his five siblings. And according to Matheny, his childhood was spent bouncing from foster home to foster home. However, um, the, the mother said that that's not true. She, she denied oh. all of this. You know, she said that they were poor and she had to work hard as a waitress, a barmaid, and a food truck driver to support the five kids, um, or six kids actually. But uh, she provided her children with a normal family life and the children never went hungry nor were they put into foster homes. So she claims yeah. it's all bullshit, what Joe, Joe Matheny was saying. They um, clearly never went hungry, clearly. Well, look at, look at the size of that slob buster. He <laughs> must have been eating. Uh, she said Matheny was an above-average student, always polite, and not mean as a child, and that he was smart and had a good childhood. So if he was neglected, it was his own fault. So she, she disputed all of his claims. Uh, but what is true is that Matheny did join the U.S. Army when he turned 18, 1973. His mother said he served in Germany, and although he claims that he was in Vietnam, where he became addicted to heroin while in an artillery unit there, the mother has no recollection of him being in Vietnam. There's also no proof that he was ever in Vietnam. When did the Nam War end? Was it 75? Well, they say American involvement in Vietnam ended by the time he's claiming that he was there. So it was like, he said he was there like 74, 75. Right, He was definitely yeah. winding down by that point. Of course, getting I, hooked on heroin. Although, I know, love it when you see those fat heroin addicts because you always think you're going to be a skinny, but whenever you see a fat heroin addict, I'm like, yes. There's just something better about it. Let's <laughs> enjoy it a bit more. Making your tubby. Well, regardless of where Matheny was stationed, um, he did become a heroin and cocaine addict at that time. So he started becoming a drug abuser. And so when he returned from the military uh, back from Germany, uh, he kind of lost contact with the family and uh, started living amongst addicts and prostitutes on the fringes of society. So Real he wholesome. was, yeah, he became a drug addict um, and uh, palled around with a lot of these hookers. Uh, you know, back then in the, in the 1990s, they called him Tiny. Oh, I love that yeah. as well. It's the ironic thing nickname. Of, yeah, of when the, you'll be really fat, so they'll call you tiny. But if you're really skinny, they'll call you fat. I love I it. It's tiny. Such, There's I've a cool bar wanted. in LA called Tiny's that uh, now it's like a fucking Star Wars bar. But Tiny's, there was a guy that worked there. was a big, big, fat, bald guy. Kind of actually somewhat similar to Matheny over here. <laughs> they called him Tiny. He was cool. I've always wanted to have mafia connections just so I can be like, what would my nickname be? What would you call me? I'd love to have a mafia nickname. I'd call you a tonsil stone. Tonsil stone! <laughs> <laughs> um, Matheny was uh, six foot one, large framed, and grossly overweight. So he was definitely not tiny. 
Um, he spent a lot of time living in, in uh, bars, hanging out with homeless uh, men in makeshift camps in South Baltimore. So he was definitely hanging out in sketchy areas. Uh, spent almost all of his money on crack cocaine, heroin, and liquor, and food, obviously. Probably spent a lot of money on food. Um, but he did actually hold a steady job as a forklift driver and uh, was a truck driver oh, at nice. one point. Yeah. Yeah. Drove, um, FLT drivers. FLT Good on driver, them. Yeah. Um, yep. And he was described as a intelligent, well-spoken, very well-mannered man. So despite his, you know, his, his stature and his appearance, I mean, just saw a picture of him, he is actually like a polite, well-mannered individual. Why didn't he go into wrestling? He's he should have become a wrestler. Well, he kind of looks He's like King Kong Bundy. He definitely does. Yeah. Although six foot one isn't. Aren't the wrestlers usually bigger than that? Like six six, six seven. They, well, they can be, but you also don't have to be that tall because I think Chris Jericho is about five ten, and then X Pac is famously like um, five eight. I think. How tall was the British Bulldog? British Bulldog was about six three, six four. He's oh, built he's like a, a brick shit house. Yeah. yeah, rest in peace. So uh, Matheny ended up marrying a prostitute who was also an addict, and uh, he acquired a trailer for the family with his forklift money, and uh, they fathered, uh, they, he fathered a son, and they had a child at this point. Uh, but one night, and this is uh, according to Matheny, I don't know if I believe this, uh, in 1994, he came back to an empty home. Oh, no. All his furniture is gone, and so is his wife and the son. I would count this as a win. I'd be well, like, well, I've got so my too. life back. It's like now he yeah. doesn't have to share the crack. Yeah, you know? it's all mine. Or the peanut butter. Um, <laughs> according, this is a, so I read an interview that was like in prison. So this is after he was convicted um, and he was in prison. He did an interview about what happened in his own words. I have a theory about what really happened, but he okay. says it all started back in July of 1994. I was at work. I was a truck driver. I was working overtime this one night. I got off. I went home as I always did. But when I opened up the door and turned on the light, I noticed there was nothing there. My old lady had taken everything, including my son, and left me. Her leaving was not my problem, but she took my six-year-old son with her. She was a crack addict and a worthless piece of shit. I would have paid her to get out of my life. All she had to do was uh, take my son over to my mother's house, and she could have had everything else and be gone. And he found out six months later that she had moved to the other side of town with some asshole that had her out selling her ass for drugs. They got busted, and they took my son away from them for child neglect and child abuse. So the son was put into the system. So he was enraged when he found this out. And this is what he claims is the reason he started murdering people. It was out of revenge. He was trying to find the wife, and he was trying to find uh, uh, the, 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 the bastard that uh, she eloped with. Um, Whatever, Joe. I don't believe that either. You don't just suddenly go, I'm going to start killing. <laughs> like, no, I mean, I, I, I think what really happened is he was already killing, and this is his, like, rationalization. Um, so when Matheny's drug, drug-addled wife took their son and left him, he flew into a rage. He spent days looking for them, checking halfway houses, and even under a bridge where he knew his wife would hang out, you know, in the makeshift camps and do drugs. But there he didn't find the wife, but he did find two homeless guys who he recalled used to do drugs with his wife. When they said bridge that they trolls. Had, yeah, bridge trolls. Yeah. When they when they claimed that they were like, I have no idea where she went. You know, I don't I don't know what you're talking about. He took an axe and he 
chopped both of them right through their right through their skulls. Murdered them both with the axe. Oh, what a weapon to choose! As and he's obviously a big guy, so he's probably got the strength behind him. But wouldn't probably these, took uh, a the, couple whacks. Wouldn't these uh, bridge trolls have seen this like big dude walking towards them with an axe? Wouldn't you just scurry away because there is danger coming? I guess it depends they kind on of seem like you shut up. Yeah, I kind of I'm not mourning their deaths. Let's put it like that. In uh, in Matheny's own words here. I had no chance of going to social services and trying to get my son back due to my criminal record. So I took it upon myself with the hatred I had for these two who lost my son to go searching for them. I found out from someone that they, uh, they was going under that bridge and getting high with some homeless motherfuckers who lived under that bridge. I went under there looking for them. They were not there. But the two homeless motherfuckers they got high with uh, were down there. They were passed out on some old stinking mattress, and that's where they were when I left, except they were dead from being chopped up. Oh, he just hacked them to bits. He's chopped right, them Lizzie up. Borden. It's like Lizzie Borden's uh, coke-addicted cousin. Yeah, but like times like 500 pounds. She um, was a big girl. Lizzie Borden's that big? She's chubby, man. She's husky. She's probably what you'd describe as husky. She's a chunker. They eat mutton. They eat mutton. Of course she's fat. <laughs> Baby got back. Um, he ended up killing the four people he questioned about his wife's whereabouts. So it was two homeless men and two sex workers. He also noticed a fisherman nearby. And he thought that the fisherman saw, you know, what had just transpired. So he walked over to him, took a steel pipe, and bludgeoned him over the head, killing him right away. Jesus. He then went on to chop off the homeless men's heads and buried the heads in the ground. He then wrapped the cement brick around the fishermen and the sex workers and then uh, drowned them in the lake. So you're doing he... all this in the daytime? Well, it's under a bridge in a homeless encampment, so. Yeah, you think, like, I don't know, you think people would be coming and going to go and see these bridge trolls to buy, like, heroin or whatever. He's, was... he's being a bit bold. I was surprised, I that. though, that he had the forethought to dispose of the corpses. You'd think he would just, like, you know, Take leave an axe, them? chop them up, and bludgeon the other guy and just leave the body there to rot. Yeah, there's obviously a bit of he's been planning this. Or maybe because he's done it before, Ajo. That's what I'm thinking. Um, these first murders, you could say, were crimes of passion. You know, as soon as he realized what he'd done, he panicked. He tossed the bodies in the river, you know, buried a couple other, uh, couple other bodies there to try to hide the evidence. And after two weeks, two of the murders were traced back to Matheny. So I don't know if really? someone saw him or if a hooker saw him, someone reported him. That led to his arrest. And in an interview with the police, um, he actually said it was a very busy night, five murders <laughs> in seven hours. That is a busy night. That's like a murder an hour and then two at the end for it. But disposal. I mean, he's like joking about it and telling the cops this, like without a care in the world. Do you think the cops would care, though? They'd just be like, yeah, it's a few less hookers and homeless off the street. You're cleansing the street. It's a bit Travis from well, um he spent a year and a half in jail while he awaited trial. Um, but then uh, ultimately he was released because they had no physical evidence because he disposed of the corpses. He literally got away with murder. That's funny. He did, even after confessing and joking about it. <laughs> you, really look at, you look at that guy. That guy, let's, let's look at him again. This guy... <laughs> Like think of the think of the horror if this dude showed up in your apartment with an axe. Oh yeah, there he is. 
<laughs> I, lo- I love that picture where he's just holding his massive belly. He's like, wash and my back ra- with a rag <laughs> on a stick. And his wraparound sunnies as well, very 90s. He looks like someone who would be at like a juggalo gathering. That is exactly what he looks like. This is Does a man he? who listens to Insane Clown Posse and, sure. thinks they're, and thinks they're good. This is this man. So after being uh, in jail for about a year and a half, um, he was released. And uh, he went back and talked to his old boss at the pallet company and was like, hey, I want to drive uh, forklifts again. And uh, the, the boss was like, all right, sure, you get your old job back. And there's a little trailer on the property, so his boss let him stay there as long as he kept an eye on the place at night. And he agreed, gave him the keys to the front gate, the main building. And the company was, the, the, the pallet company was on a dead end road, so it was really isolated. Perfect for murder. Murder. He, Would he you- already got a taste for, uh, for murder, you know, a taste for whore flesh. If you were working with a guy like this, every time, every shift, I'd be like, who is? Come on. Did you do it? Tell us about it. Come on. Oh, what after uh, oh, after he was when in, he came on trial back, for like seven murders or five murders or whatever. Every shift, I'd be like, come on, tell us about it. What did I you do? I would be asking about it the whole time. It's all I would ever say to him. It would be asking him questions. I said, but I also would never go on lunch break at the same time with him because I bet it was disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, watching this guy gorge himself. I bet he did go. I can just, this is the type of man who takes a spoon and a jar of mayonnaise and that's a snack. That's that type of man. So Matheny would lure sex workers uh, to his trailer using drugs. Uh, he would then strangle and dismember them. And then he would take the meaty parts of the victim's body, put it in his little Tupperware bowls. I don't know if he attended any Tupperware parties, but he had an assortment of Tupperware bowls. And he put them in the freezer. And then he buried the rest of the remains in uh, shallow graves in the woods behind the pallet company. He Back home, he had his own recipe. Like This guy knew how to barbecue, probably made his own seasoning, his own marinade. He would mix the prostitute's flesh with a mixture of beef and pork and spices, and he would form it into nice, like, neat little patties. And then, after you know, finding the perfect rep- recipe, you know, marinating spice, cooking it perfectly, he was like, you know what? I'm going to make a little extra money, open up a roadside barbecue. This is kind of like Karl Denke here, the German cannibal. He would uh, dispose of his victims by cooking them, but he would take them to market, and it was like during wartime, the First World War, so he'd be like, he would sell big vats of his soup and be for really cheap, super cheap. He kept a lot of people alive during the First World was War. Was it chopped up hooker? Like hooker it broth? was chop- chopped up anyone. He had, Ooh. he would, if you went into his house, you were going to get killed. So it's a bit like that. He's enterprising. Why well, not? I think it's kind of like a little mom and pop, you know, roadside barbecue stands. Quaint. He you would know? chop up mom and pop. Yeah. Sell them to you. So he opened up uh, Joe, Crazy Joe's barbecue, hey. roadside barbecue stand here. <laughs> He's crazy. Um, yeah, it was like a roast beef sandwich stand. He mixed some meat from the victims of the roast beef and the pork, and he made sandwiches, and he'd sold many patties out of this small barbecue right on the side of the road. And so for weeks, truckers, passerbys, townies would be consuming these whore burgers. Whore burgers. Whore burgers. And, uh, you know, we didn't even, they had no idea. Like unwittingly just like eating whore burgers. 
Um, Wouldn't you be annoyed though if it's because you've tasted the forbidden flesh now? And if you were like, God damn, it was the best thing I've ever eaten. Because you know when you have really good food go and there. you remember it forever and ever and ever, and you know you can never eat it again, you'd just be like, for fuck's sake, I just want one of the one more of those burgers. Yeah, just but would you would you go and eat a burger at a roadside stand like this? I used to. There used to be this one particular roadside stand in uh, Glasgow when you would come out of nice and sleazy's. A lot of people my age will remember it. It was basically just across the road and they did like 50 pence hot dogs. I can't tell you how many 50p hot dogs I've eaten from there. Oh, but so a lot. Fucking gross. Not even real, like, what is it? Like, it's not even, it's probably it's, like. It's the bits that spill. It's probably as bad to eat a hot dog as it is to eat one of Joe's burgers. It's the same uh, deal, man. It's like entrails, tonsil stones, all like ground up. Tonsil like, stones. So gross. Upon his arrest, Matheny told police that no one, not a single customer, complained about the meat tasting funny. Like, he looked at his Yelp reviews. Not, no one gave him, like, a one star. <laughs> well, you know? he certainly was giving them one stars. <laughs> no one noticed that his burgers had a little something extra in there. A uh, chocolate starfish. To quote Matheny, I had real roast beef and pork sandwiches. And why not? They're really good. The human body tastes very similar to pork. So if you mix it together, no one can tell the difference. That's what they say. It tastes like pork. I mean, I imagine it would. I think it does depend on what. It's kind of like how there's certain birds we don't eat. Like we don't eat swans and seagulls because they eat shite. So they taste like shite. So maybe these but hookers ducks, had like a ducks don't eat shit. A, um, ducks eat goose? pond, pond goose, a geese, a gander, horgua. <laughs> He could have he could have gone and opened up a five star restaurant and that could have been a star. Yeah, made some horgua. Uh, horgua. Whenever he needed more of the special meat, uh, he would just venture out find another vagabond or another hooker. Um, according to his own confession, he claims he killed ten people. Uh, though authorities don't even really have any idea exactly how many he killed. You can't really believe this guy either. Serial killers aren't known for their veracity anyway, but. That's true. You know. And he could just be lying about the whole thing. So it all uh, it all went belly up here with a, a hooker named Wee. Rita Kemper. Yeah. Uh, December 8th, 1996, he kidnapped Rita Kemper, local prostitute, attempted to rape her. Um, according to prosecutors here, he shared drugs with Kemper in his trailer where he was living by the, at the pallet factory. Um, she refused to have sex with him. I can't imagine why. Yeah, I bet he smelled as good as he looks. He looks like a good lover. Um, you think he's good at it? Good at uh, the do you think he eats pussy? Yeah, do you think he eats the pussy? <laughs> I think he literally eats the pussy. Yes, he literally I do. eats the pussy. <laughs> <laughs> she refused to have sex with him, and uh, she ran out of the trailer. He chased her, um, beat her, dragged her back into the trailer, pulled down her pants, and attempted to rape her. Um, she claims that uh, he attempted to murder her, saying, I'm going to kill you and bury you in the woods with the other girls. So he That's actually, nice I mean, he must move somewhat fast, probably in short, you know, short distances. Short he bursts, move yeah. Fast. Yeah, short bursts of speed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is in his own words. He's like, everything was going pretty good until I ran out of my special meat. So I lured another bitch, Rita Kemper. Uh, up to my trailer. I got her in there, started to rip her clothes off, knocking the hell out of her. She was screaming, but there was no one around to hear her except me, and I just kept laughing. 
I turned around for a split second. That was my mistake. She ran out the door before I could get to her. There was an eight-foot chain-link fence with barbed wire on top of it around the front of the company, and there was a stack of wooden pallets next to the fence about 10 feet high. That bitch scaled those pallets like a monkey, jumped the fence, <laughs> ran down the main road where some guy in a pickup truck picked her up and took her to a nearby gas station where they called the cops. Good for you, Rita. I love the fact he's like, I didn't even try to run after her that time. <laughs> I know. It's like, he's like, she already ran away once, caught her, and then he's like, I'm out of breath. Yeah, he's like, I just don't have the energy. She doesn't right have now. the energy. Yeah. But I you know, a, you think about the adrenaline, you get this like King Kong Bundy about to like rape and murder you. You probably oh, could scale a thing of pallets, you know? Jump yeah, over well, a mean, barbed wire fence. Anyone can scale pallets and do that, but I just would have loved to have seen him trying to run after. <laughs> just trying to run would have been amazing. His man boobs jiggling from side to side. It would have been hypnotic. <laughs> So December 15th, 1996 here, a few days later, not only did Rita go to the police, but she was a hooker. You know, they're obviously going to take her words a grain of salt, but a friend actually reported them as well. So now they're like, let's go check this guy out. And so when they arrested him, they expected, just looking at the guy, they were like this, you know, we better bring some uh, reinforcements because they thought he was going to put up a fight. I mean, a 500-pound, you know, sob buster with attendance, with obviously anger management issues here. But uh, he, there's no resistance. Didn't put up a fight at all. This is just like, this is it now, lads. Can't be yeah. bothered to, yeah. He acquiesced, just went right with them without a fight. What they didn't expect was this detailed and upfront confession, the brutality of which was preceded by Matheny's own warning. I'm a very sick person. I like when you preface this with, I'm a very sick person. You're going to hear some shit. Just a warning, guys. Do you know, I do always appreciate, I always hate the whiny killers, like um, the Green River Killer, who like go into go into jail and they're like, oh, boo-hoo, poor me. Like, oh, what happens? What's happened to me? But I do like the killers who own it and they're like, yeah, I'm a bad motherfucker. So I'm a very That's- sick person. That's pretty much how I start all my Tinder dates. Like I go <laughs> meet him at the bar. First person. thing I say is like, Let's just get this out here. I'm a very sick person, all right? <laughs> yeah, but do you just mean it in that kind of Jew way where you're like, oh, wait, I've got all these ailments. I have to take all my pills. <laughs> I got the asthma. Yeah. So during his interrogation, he willingly offered up a confession, gave details about each of his murders, even mentioning the murder of the fisherman, which he got away with like years before. They didn't have any Why physical not? evidence for that one. He showed no remorse for anything that he'd done. Um... Uh, and except for one thing, he said, the only thing I feel bad about in any of this is I didn't get to murder the two motherfuckers I was really after. And that's my ex-old lady and the bastard she got hooked up with. I, I still don't buy now. that, though. I don't buy that at all. But, like, he obviously, I'd be like, oh, right, so you're doing this because of her. You must really love her. I, d- I just don't <laughs> I buy don't this. I think what happened is the guy is a serial killer. And uh, he, he likes to kill. Yeah, he liked yeah. to kill. That's when gets his dick hard. He went and murdered a prostitute. Then he murdered a couple more prostitutes. And then he was like under a bridge where there was another crack whore that he was probably smoking with. Murdered her. These two homeless guys saw it. Butchered them. Fishermen nearby killed them too. And after that, he, he luckily, you know, for him, didn't have to go to prison. And then uh, was released and went right back to the killing business. You know, killing and cooking. And, oh cooking. yeah, yeah, yeah. He he brought in his horizons here and started uh, 
expanded into a roadside barbecue. We got a YouTube video here. So this video actually shows him with the police. He doesn't look as big or as like intimidating here. I bet you put on a lot of weight in prison. Um, he but does, he, he, they usually do, but he definitely looks like he's lost a bit of weight. Yeah. So here's this newscast. Um, this is right after actually Matheny died, but here, here's uh, some some footage of him just kind of walking around, pointing out where he buried all the hookers. I love when serial uh-huh. killers do that. Like, would you do that if you're a serial killer and you confessed? I guess what do they get less time or something, or get like I don't know extra Didn't cookies he, um... or something. Didn't he go back to their graves as well and uh, twitch you know, them up a, a few more times while they were dead? Did he? Matheny did? Yeah, I saw I saw that um, there was an article I read about him where he went back to certain uh, bodies and he would, uh, he would fuck the bodies. Oh, I guess I didn't notice that one. So I'm, he's not, a I'm not surprised. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I mean, he also ate, you know, he's a cannibal as well. I always love the stories of cannibals. Ella, if you've got the chance to try human flesh, do it. Why the? Why not? See, taste the forbidden meat. I'm for so, it. Are you saying you would go by his roadside barbecue stand if someone even told you, like, I think he's putting hookers in those burgers, and that sloppy I, Joe, you know, has a, has a little bit more than just meat? Would you still try it? Yeah, because that's going to be the best way to try human flesh because it's all you know, it's all marinated, it's all spiced. And like the man said, no one complained or said they were terrible. And he seemed to have done a roaring trade. Spoken so, like a true pescatarian there. <laughs> I don't not eat meat because I, I don't like the taste. I don't eat meat because I love animals. I don't think you can say, oh, I love animals and then fucking eat them. So that I do like the taste of meat. I remember it fondly. Food of the white devil. I don't need any of it. <laughs> you know, I, just, I also don't trust roadside stands or van. I don't like uh, food trucks. I call those diarrhea vans. Don't have, I never eat those. I, I never eat from those. I don't eat from uh, like food stands. And here, in, uh, I haven't really seen them since COVID, but uh, before COVID, at any like concert or rock or show or whatever, after the show, you see all these Mexican ladies selling like these like Mexican kind of like hot dogs, like hot dogs wrapped in bacon. You they're see? popular. Yeah, yeah and they sell they sell these out of these little carts, and they're illegal. So if the cops come, they fucking haul ass with these like carts. But it's funny because you see all these drunk people eat those, and I would say, I don't know, maybe like six minutes later, they're all barfing. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean that that food. Obviously, isn't it's, prepared with like FDA regulations, you know. No, I, in my younger years, I was definitely the fan of like a, a cheapo burger out of a van, but not, not anymore. Not now. I'm older Spray and have a bit more sense. Fuck that. <laughs> Diarrhea vans. Uh, Matheny said, "So the next time you're riding down the road and you happen to see an open pit beef stand that you've never seen before, make sure you think about this story before you take a bite of that sandwich." Oh, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny the woman that uh that's why his friend reported him is uh he confessed to murdering a lady named spicer that was her name that was that's her hooker a cool name, name. Spicer. that's a, that's awesome hooker name spicer and that's why his friend uh called the authorities like hey you know my big sod buster scary looking king kong bundy pal over here so he just murdered a hooker named spicer um i wonder if she was spicy uh, the authorities couldn't reveal an exact number of the people he killed due to a lack of physical evidence. They also didn't charge him for a food felony because there's no evidence that he did it. 
Except his confession. <laughs> it's not like they get stool samples with fingernails. Like those long kind of fingernails. You know, oh, yeah, ones. an acrylic nail in a burger. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's little evidence to corroborate all of his confessions. Uh, but in August 1998, Matheny was convicted of murder of Kimberly Lynn Spicer and was sentenced to death. He also pled guilty to the murder of Kathy Magaziner, who they say was his first victim, and was sentenced to life in prison. His death sentence, there he is. There he is as an old man. Uh, was overturned in 2000, and he was given life without parole. But for some reason, and they still don't know the cause of death, um, Joe Matheny here in 2017 was found dead in his prison cell. Cause of death unknown. I think we all know what his cause of death was. It was by being a land whale. <laughs> you can't be that big and live forever. Yeah, I'm I sure think his heart was just like, fuck this. You think yeah, he had the beat us? stopped. I'm sure. I think he had every type of beaters. Every (laughs) type one through eight. You can tell that this man eats people. I'm just. He he looks like he's ten people in one. He's a big guy. This guy. He's fucking huge. So there you go, people. And when you're having your Labor Day barbecues, and you're horking down your burgers with yellow craft cheese slices, make sure you think about this story before you take a bite of that sandwich. A juicy bite. (laughs) <laughs> uh, people this is uh, episode 807 here sick and wrong got some phone calls coming up next um we got some good calls actually this week uh, you can call the sick and wrong hotline 323-522-4032 but first before we get to that uh here's a word about our patreon page hey sick and wrong listeners if you're not currently a sick and wrong patron you might be missing out on special moments like this one. I think it was an English, Scottish, like United Kingdom thing. It's not Scottish. You guys are too cheap to buy a fucking plunger. That's what I think. Right. So there are many different types of plungers. This is the issue. And there's only like one or two types of plungers that will actually unclog a toilet. And they're expensive. How many types of cock hangers are there? Well, cock hangers, like if you unravel... Uh, <laughs> you unravel a hanger which Not costs like two one. quid yeah a metal one which costs like two quid you can you can use that indefinitely my father a... had one for years though it was all rusty and had like little pieces of toilet paper like dingleberries well, attached it's, to it. it's got it's got good memories attached to it you could be like there's david's cocks and there's stephanie's i used to take it and put in my there, sister's hair <laughs> and she'd scream <laughs> For only $5 a month, you can enjoy these special moments. A bonus news story, extra phone calls, and an hour's worth of outtakes every week at patreon.com slash sickandwrong. Sign up today, support the show, and keep it sick and wrong. So we got a few phone calls to get to. 323-522-4032 is that number. Um, The first call is from a a longtime listener. Uh, he's called many times back in the day. I haven't heard from him in a while, but I'm glad that he still exists. You know, glad he still has his mortal coil. Uncle Jiggles. Uncle Jiggles. I, this is before my time. Is that what you call your uh, milk farm, Uncle Jiggles? Uncle Jiggles. <laughs> it is a great name for a milk farm. <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? This is Uncle Jiggles. Uh, I'm actually driving in the car with my two-year-old right now. Uncle Jiggles, roadside barbecue stand. Oh, my God, Uncle Jiggles is a dad. He's got a two-year-old. 
Hi. I've been a, a fan since I think around like episode 80, and obviously 80. I went backwards and listened to everything. And I can't believe how many years it's been. I used to listen to you guys at uh, work while I was doing like some menial accounting work, and uh, actually it was accounts payable work. And now I work for Big Pharma in Manhattan. Oh. So uh, that's pretty cool. You guys are riding that rocket. It's really uh, succeeding in life. He's got yeah. a two-year-old, Daddy. works at Big Pharma. Yeah, Daddy Jiggles has some uh, change rattling around in his pocket. Oh, yeah. taught me a lot of things, such as, you know, you can create hallucinogens uh, out of um, feces in a jar. I've learned a whole bunch of new words, um, such as, uh, what was the word that you used the, during your Play Something Dancy book? Ah, shit, I'm going to have to go back and double check. It was, um, it was like a unique word for shit. And uh, I'd like to say it le- made a lasting impression on me, but now I'm forgetting what the hell the word was. I know many synonyms uh, for the word shit. You could almost say I'm a shit thesaurus, but the word he's referring to is a word that I've, all, I've often just, I've, you know, I always wanted to use it. It's in common, you know, parlance. It's not like you're going to be able to whip out this word, but I've always wanted to use it. And I remember when I was writing the book, I'm like, this is a perfect opportunity to write this book, to use this word. Orger. An orger. O-R-D-U-R-E. Orger. What type of shit is that referring to? I think it's just like really, you know, smelly shit. It's just like, order. yeah, like a fetid smelling feces. It's orger. Like manure orger. almost. It's like manure. An orger. Yeah. Oh, sm- no, it's just like you know, the orger. orger on the bed. Yeah, they left the orger on the bed. But yeah, it's right. a weird word. Uh, anyways, just wanted to call and say you guys are doing great. Um, New co-host is awesome. Great to see every once in a while you've got uh, some of the old hosts coming back. Wackerly and uh, whatever the hell the other motherfucker was called. Um, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You think it means Steele or Harrison? Maybe both. Yeah, it could Could be both. both. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Steele's always been off and on the show. I'm hoping to have Harrison. I don't know what's happened to Harrison, but I'd... I haven't talked to him in a long time, but I'm hoping he comes back on the show every now and then. Maybe for the holiday yeah, show. That'd be cool. Oh, it'd be great to have him on the holiday show. Yeah, it'd be cool like every all... year, get everybody back on the holiday show. Yeah, and plus, like, I'm sure he's he's as miserable around Christmas time as I am. So it'd just be a <laughs> bitch first. <laughs> just wanted to say, what's up? Uh, Kino, you want to say hello? No. Oh. Kino doesn't want to say hello. Wait, um, wait, what's the kid's name? Kara, Kara. Oh, Kara. I thought you said Cal L, like Superman's dad. Oh my God. That <laughs> That's what I thought he said. That's what I was like, what? Cal L. So weird. That's like beyond hipster. It's almost like hipster nerd or something. That would be an amazing name. Oh, he called back, and, actually. Uh, I love your ass. Bye. He called back with a quick one, a quick part two. Daddy Jiggles. Hey, it's Uncle Jiggles again. Uncle I was just Jiggles. calling to mention that the word yeah, that I was daddy thinking now. of, the other word for shit, was orger. Orger. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it correctly. It's O-R-D-U-R-E. Good times. Uh, much love to Kate and Harrison and D. Talk to you later. Bye. Orger. He, Uncle Jiggles, you look that up. 
He must, he must have, he must have gone, oh, it must have, you know, when you you try and think of something and you, you just can't find it on Google, it's like when you're like, oh, I know it's on my fucking phone somewhere, or yeah, I know what site it is, and you have to go back, and it just irritates you <laughs> until you find it. I bet that's what he was like on the drive I know it's something, Orger, feces, excrement. <laughs> I, have to, I know what page it's on of that damn book. I think he needs to be renamed Daddy Jiggles now because he is a daddy. Yeah, he's no longer. Well, he still might be an uncle and a daddy. Uncle Daddy. Uncle Daddy. That's <laughs> the only men that I will have relationships with. Are you an uncle and a daddy? Yes. Get in my bedroom. But the, the three past boyfriends of Kate have all been named Uncle Daddy. Uncle Daddy. <laughs> and all of them have given me tonsil stuns. Yeah, I wonder if, like... If you're giving someone oral pleasure, do you think their erect penis could knock the tonsil stone like <gasps> out of its? Do you think that's a way to get? Damn it! That's what I, I know you used a chopstick, but do you think you could have used an erect penis? I, yeah, I should have just waited until the weekend, and then I could have just asked <laughs> a guy with a dick to just try went down it to the office. Just got down to the office at like just a couple of minutes before closing, and just asked a guy and said, "It's for science." For science. It is for science. Yeah. You know, a lot of Americans don't know what an Afi is, but an Afi is uh, like a 7-Eleven. It's like a convenience store. And the interesting thing about the Afis in uh, England compared to the Afis in Los Angeles, it's not like some irascible Arabic guy that works at the Afis in England. Well, there some, can be. I guess there can be maybe in like London or something. But typically oh, what I've seen, it's like they'll just be like a Caucasian female, you know, that's just working at the Afi. Yeah, just a, a you could be any type of. Person. Yeah, it's very interesting. Whereas here, you're never going to find a a Caucasian female working at a Seven Eleven. You're going to find someone who looks kind of like the Wad. And this is uh, <laughs> here's the Wad teaching awesome. teaching us some words we can say in the <gasps> uh, American office. I love it. Hello, Kate and D. Hello. It's me. What? So I am currently in the process of typing out the uh, in-depth uh, memoir uh, of uh, the events surrounding my father's death. Uh, you know, he wrote like uh, like a three-page email with like all this like this whole de- all these details. Didn't even read it. I wrote back to him, be like, "Dude, you got to call this in. Keep it under three minutes. I'll play it on the main show. If it's longer than that, it's going to go to Patreon." But I want he to hear me, about the, I want to hear about the, you know the details yeah, surrounding it. He sent me the abridged version, and I like I skimmed I skim read it, and I saw certain words, and I was like, "The word, I don't even want to read this full story. I just want to hear it from you." So I can't wait to hear. That yeah, I, I've never tale. understood that because whenever someone like sends me a four-page email, I'm I I don't read it. I'm not going to sit there and read it. I usually respond back like. Dude, call this in. Make it multiple parts, whatever. But call it in because it's like if the story's that good to be four pages long, it'd probably be a good one to to share on the show, you know? Yeah. I uh, heard you guys mentioning you'd like me to call in and tell you some uh, Arab swear words. So I'm like, okay, I can bust that out real quick. So uh, uh, let's see. Let's start with the the basics. Uh, Well, shit is um, kata. It's like kata, you know. But but they, the way they say it, it's like hara, 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 hara. And I'm Jewish, so I can do the ha ha na. I know I can't. I think you've got to be Liverpoolian in this country to get it right. The ha, hara. Right. So I'm going to sound very white doing all, all right. of these. 
He talked too much khara on the phone. Khara. Uh, uh, instead of bitch, the word bitch and whore are kind of like the same word. They have one word for both those. It's called the... Uh, uh, without an accent, it's more like Shalmuta, but the way they say it is like Sharmuta. 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 It's like a puta. Sharmuta. Yeah, like a puta. Puta is uh, Spanish, but Sharmuta. Doesn't that seem Ooh, like? Yeah. But doesn't that seem like a big of a falafel, and she'll have a Sharmuta with extra tahini. It, it reminds me of like a Kate Bush song, where it's like Sharmuta, 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 Sharmuta. <laughs> she would sing this. You are a Sharmuta, you bitch. Uh, you want to say like dick? It, that's a uh, zibe. Uh, the less vulgar version would be Zubre. Zipe. Zubre. So Zipe is like, you're a dick. Zipe. Yeah. You Zubre. That's how you say it to be nice. Like, but Zubre, like, is that a penis? Or is that like, that must be like the proper way to say it. You'd be like, hey, boy, let me see your Zubre. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get thrown off a rooftop if you say that in Iran. <laughs> Uh, a common phrase, uh, is like instead of saying "suck my dick," they'll say "el hazibe," which "el hazibe." I like that. Wow, you went a bit English at the end, then. I did. I'm gonna go seriously after we're done recording. I'm gonna walk up to the Seven Eleven and be like "el hazibe," and see what happens. <laughs> uh, translates more to "lick my dick." <laughs> Oh. And let's see. I guess I'm in West Hollywood. Maybe I'll do that over more in East yeah. Hollywood. <laughs> One more, a couple more. Ah, damn it! I got my mom's dog in here freaking out. <laughs> I'm in the car. Uh, a really uh, like like one of the really uh. How do you say fuck? Don't you want to hear? Like he's getting towards fuck. Yeah. Okay. All right core insults that they say like you say this to someone who's who like really pissed you off you say uh uh which that translates to the pussy of your mother is on my dick i like it yeah this is what i want i want these types wait, wait, wait. Of... i'm rewinding that let's see if we can learn this this is what i'm gonna go say at the 7-eleven the pussy of your mother is on my yeah, it reminds me, I remember one time, I don't remember who, I think I was with Kessler, and I think it was in New York, but something happened where the cab driver got pissed off at us, we got in this big fight, and he was just like, fucker of mother! He kept yelling like, he didn't say motherfucker, he just kept saying, fucker of mother! Fucker of mother. Get the fuck out like of my it. cab, you fucker of mother! And I'm just like, alright, well, that's confusing, but that's fine, I understand what he's trying to say. Who like really pissed you off. You say, uh, uh, emic a la zipe. Cos emic a la zipe. Was it cos emic? Like cos emic? I thought you said pos. I thought you said pos. All right, I'm doing one more time. One more time. Uh, cos emic a la zipe. You're right. Cos emic a la zipe. Oh, yeah, because, uh, yeah, zipe is your dick. Yeah. Cos emic a la zipe. Oh, yeah, pos. So pos is Which pussy. That translates to the pussy of your mother is on my dick. <laughs> pos is They'll pussy. They'll also say, alazibe, which translates to the pussy of your sister is on my dick. Kosultik alazibe. Uh, 
see what's another cup. Wait, didn't he have the pussy of his sister on his dick? He did. He did. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's one true. of us about him. It's all for a whole circle. My yeah. favorite is, my favorite foreign swear is a definitely um korba. Korba. What does that mean? When you go to it's bitch. But they say in Poland they say it to mean anything. Anything can be a fucking korba. korba? But the best is when they say musakra korba, which is a crazy bitch. They'll just be musakra like, look at that musakra korba. Yeah. I like I like the way Spanish people do it, like jinga tu madre. Oh, it, it always mother. sounds re it's always yeah. sounds much more menacing. The English, the only thing we ever got right was swearing. That's the only thing we can do. You guys are actually excel in swearing. I think it's like basically all we can do because we can make swearing sound friendly and we can make swearing sound deadly. Cunt is is a term of endearment in England and Australia. It's like, whereas here, people like, you know, clutch their pearls if you said that. But in England, it's like you you call someone like, ah, he's a good cunt. It's like yeah. it's a, he's a good buddy, you know? So, yeah, you could be like, oh, yeah, uh, what a good cunt he is. But you could be like, he's a fucking cunt. He's a fucking cunt. Because we, we all know dudes you know, that are fucking cunts. But then we also, also know dudes that are good cunts. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's a good word. One. Uh, Very versatile term. This Arab dude I used to work for would always uh, tell me to move my ass in uh, Arabic. He would say, Hadik Kizik. Like Jesus means ass, and just like El Hazibe, you can say El Hazizi. So it's like, which translates to lick my ass. El Hazizi. And Hazizi. Uh, <laughs> uh, you say fuck. And um, uh, the gay slur they have, it's actually split into two words. Uh, one describes the uh, uh, the man who who the fucker, and the other name is the fucky. So the top and the bottom. So the top would be the uh, the menyak, and the bottom would be the menuch. And uh, menyak and the menuch. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Wow. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. You tell us all these swear words, but not the word fuck. Maybe they don't say the word fuck there. Uh, they've got to say the word fuck. It's I thought a... everybody. How how do you say to fuck? Like I've. Yeah, to to shag. I did like when he's giving us like very specific ones because like when you think of like. French phrases, swearing. You, phrases yeah, yeah, you go to like sac- sacre bleu, which I mean, it means nothing. It means sacred blue. How is that an insult? But they're the ones that you want to know because when you're there, it's it's more well, like you're there. If I think sense. it's just funny the translation of it all. Like you know, the pussy of your mother is on my it's dick. On my dick. It's like it's so personal. Like wow, God. That would like, be it, a really. It's good not just saying lyric. like I fucked your mother. You know, it's more like the pussy. Of your mother is on my dick. My dick. Fuck it's you. just so much. It's so much worse, you know. The it gravity is. of that statement, <laughs> you know. God. I remember uh, the word in uh, Spanish for. I think it's. I think it's for like the word faggot in Spanish is maricon. Maricon. It's either that or child muster. I think it's maricon. Is uh, is is faggot. Um, but anyway, when I was in Spain, this is the first time I ever went to Spain. It was like in 1999. We were trying to get cocaine. <laughs> we went to this one park in Madrid that someone was like, oh, you can get it. And there were these Moroccan dudes there who barely spoke Spanish, definitely didn't speak English. I don't speak Moroccan you know, or Arabic or whatever. And my Spanish was pretty shitty. But yeah, we just kind of hit it off. Like we were just like sitting there hanging out with them, smoking hashish and like chatting with them and like in 
obviously broken Spanish, but they would they knew we were American and they would just say, say names like uh, Michael Jackson, and we'd be like Maricon, and then just bust out <laughs> laughing, <laughs> just like you know, uh, you know Seth Rogen, Maricon, <laughs> Maricon. <laughs> I don't think it's Seth Rogen. I haven't been a little too early for that. But I just remember they were like seeing all these different names. But it was yeah, like the language barrier was, uh, you know, was crossover just with swear words. And that, that's that's what brings us all together. It's the glue that holds society together. It's calling we all like to have a good swear. We do. Yeah. Um, inventive it is. One of my favorites. It's not even a swear, but I love to say rat's ass. Rats? Like I don't give a rat's ass? I don't give a rat's ass is one of my favorite ones. I say that on it all the time. I love I don't it. Don't give like, a rat's ass. Oh, fuck it up your rat's ass. Like, where, where did the where did the term arse come? A R S E. Like, where, yeah, is it arse. just the way you pronounce ass? Is it pronounced See, arse? To me, I rarely say ass. I'll say ass. I think it's just nicer to say ass. But if you're going to insult someone, you'd be like, stick it up your fucking ass. That sounds better than ass, doesn't it? So would you say kiss my ass? No, I would probably say kiss my ass. Or I'd probably say like, yeah, but the best phrase in English is say, I can't be asked. I can't be asked. Can't be asked of it. Nah. Can't I do. I do like that term. That's you don't really say that here. It's like, so you couldn't. Yeah, you couldn't say I can't be asked. It's not got the same no, kind of ring to I it. I couldn't be asked. It's like I don't give a yeah. shit. I'm not gonna but, do that. Can't be asked, mate. Nah, won't do it. That's what you say two seconds after you enter your work. You that's know, that's one. Asked. That's one funny thing about my sister. My sister loves the word cunt. Like yeah. Stephanie says the word cunt. Like it's like every third word. Like when she's when she's normal and she's like, especially when she's drunk. It's just cunt and faggot. Like, I, I wish I could find the video. There's when uh, my dad was sick and he was dying. We got super drunk. We got super drunk. Yeah. Like, it was a, a, a particularly terrible day of, uh, you know, we had to be at the hospital with my dad all day. It had been like that whole week was really rough. You know, he was in the cancer. But uh, I remember we got back to, to his, he was staying in like this convalescent home. And so me and my sister were there while he was in the hospital. And she was like, Let's go get fucking drunk. And it was, and we're just like, yeah, let's do it. And we went to this like Mexican restaurant, like a chain restaurant, like a Chi Chi's or something across the street. It just did shots of tequila. We got fucking loaded. And anyway, later that night, we were, ended up back and uh, just wasted. I barely even remember going back. I know I like knocked a lamp over or something. She had called Wackerly and just said the most terrible things to him on this voice message. And I wish he would have kept that because it was, it was like the funniest thing. He was like, cause the next day he goes, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like he called up this message. She had no recollection. She's like, I don't even remember doing that. I mean, she said the most vile things to him. <laughs> well, we were talking, I wanted you to find that phone call. You played oh, it for me and then you've lost it again where she's just calling you. <laughs> you and um, Me or uh, Wackerly? She's calling both of you faggots. Just like two that, minutes. I mean, now she's a mom, so she doesn't get that drunk to where she starts doing that in like a drunken stupor. She doesn't have any recollection of it. But yeah, she used to. That, that was always, the, I wish I would have kept a lot of those calls. I know I have that one call though. That Because she called the sick around hotline with that one. <laughs> yeah, and you played it for me. It's since got to walk about, but we'll get it back. But we'll you know, it. she's she's half English, so she's she's got a right to use the word "cunt." It belongs to her. 
You Aussies and you English do know how to use that word properly. I'll give you that. Yeah. And there's no, you can just get away with it. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Wad, for the uh, lesson. I want to hear, but you got to call back and let us know how you say the word fuck. I want to hear yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I know know Arabs m- must say the word fuck. Yeah, teach us some more, like, kind of uh, the, the pussy. The phrases. It's uh, on your dick. Son of bitch, fucker of mother. <laughs> yeah, I want to know, right. I want son of bitch, fucker of mother in Arabic. People call the Sacred on Hotline 323-522-4032. If you personally have listened to 800 episodes of this show, that's a lot of episodes of the show, and you feel oh, like yeah. you want to give something back, you want to show your appreciation, go to patreon.com slash sick and wrong sign up today for only five bucks a month you get an extra story you get phone calls you get outtakes the story this week uh, we talked about some uh, some friends over in abilene texas who gave a woman uh, the the new texan abortion there's a new technique because uh you, you can't give up you can't go to a planned parenthood and get an abortion so you got to improvise so there's a new way to do it now we talk about that in the patreon news story um, also in the outtakes this week, uh, you get some like graphic detail, graphic detail about the petrified ball of cum in the back of K. Rambo's throat. It's gnarly. It's a lot more detail than I ever wanted to, to, to hear. <laughs> it's gross. But, uh, yeah, we get into it. Um, we also hear a lot more detail about the thieves that broke into my garage and stole the goddamn catalytic converter from my Prius. And then the, the landlord converter. saying it's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> I'm writing a screed. I'm writing a screed tonight about this. I'm so pissed off. I'm still pissed off about it. God oh, damn it. You'll be bitter about this for years. I am bitters. I'm bitters. Uh, that's just at the $5 level. At the $10 level, you get the sick and wrong news segment. Uh, this week, we kind of went into detail about the Weatherspoon's beer shortage, which I think is worse than COVID. It, for a spritz, it is. Right? Uh, it's, it's, yeah. it's shocking. Um, Joe Rogan cut the COVID. We talk about that. Wow. And then finally, uh, Bo Duke, remember from Dukes of Hazard? His general lees were destroyed by Hurricane Ida. So oh. this is all on the Sick and Wrong News segment. And also, you get the uh, bonus Sick and Wrong mini uh Overkill, which uh, Kate actually went into a rebuttal of last week's episode. All the reasons why Sirhan Sirhan was the lone gunman who uh, assassinated Robert F. Kennedy. Yeah, and then I just slag off people who uh, l- l- believe in conspiracy theories. <laughs> <laughs> so go check it out, people. Patreon.com slash Sick and Wrong. We do appreciate you supporting the show. Also, there's a huge uh, tea Public sale going on. The uh, It's their Labor, nice. Day, Labor Day sale. Yeah, it's a big thing. It's like 30 or 40% off all of their merch. So uh, if you just go to sickandwrongpodcast.com slash shop, click on the picture of the Pope, go to the tea Public store. Right now is probably the best time to uh, go buy some Sick and Wrong merch. Uh, finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. This was picked out by Kate Rambo only because uh, Matheny, Joe Matheny, reminds her of the uh, sod buster that was in this band, Poison Idea, Pig Champion, who's also Pig a Champ- big guy. He he's a like, land whale. How big do you think Pig Champion was? Like, how much do you think he weighed? I think he's he's knocking on for, like, probably 400 pounds as well. He was also a heavy cocaine and heroin user. Way he died a few years ago, right? Yeah, of the yeah. same fucking reasons that Joe Matheny died. <laughs> His heart was like, fuck this, bro. <laughs> like, so we're going to end the show here with uh, a song by a great band, Poison Idea, Die amazing. On Your Knees, which a lot of yeah. uh, Joe Matheny's hookers did before they became part of his Slappy Joe. Um, 
But it's from their album, uh, their EP, Record Collectors Are Pretentious Assholes. I love the title of that EP. It's one of my favorite. Um, it's their second EP, released in 1985, through Fatal Erection Records. If you can find an OP, an original copy of that, it's worth like $600. They all are. You, yeah. you've got to, you have no choice but to pretty much get their uh, reissues. Fucking great band, though. Kings of Punk. They really are. Completely. Yeah, they are. To all the Americans, uh, have a safe and happy uh, Labor Day. And remember to check your hamburger beef closely before you eat it. It's a cautionary tale here. <laughs> we'll be back next week with episode 808. Till then, take a sleep. Kessler was saying that the first time he ever really heard swear because the first time I ever heard swear words like really heard swear words was Eddie Murphy's comedian like my brother had that on tape when I was like I don't know he would have been like nine or ten like my mom my, my parents never really cared like what what we listened to and so I remember like getting that tape and hearing it and it just it blew my mind because I'd never heard words like that and it just blew my mind like that you could say stuff like that and my parents and like, the, the rabbi never really swore well, my mom swore a lot, and so it wasn't a big deal. But I remember Kessler was saying, like, 
at his family, like they, they no one swore. And he had like two younger sisters. He said one day they were playing kickball in like fourth grade or third, he was in third grade and they were playing with like the older kids. And there's this guy named Jimmy Brown, um, who uh, I think is a preacher now. But Jimmy Brown oh. got a, like, hit with the ball and like knocked out and he turned around and was like you goddamn motherfucking son of a bitch and like, <laughs> he's Kessler was just like he and like all four of his friends they were, they were in like second or third grade were just like holy shit like they've never heard like a concatenation of swear words like that and they're just like goddamn motherfucking son of a bitch it was just like it blew their mind instant he's, yeah yeah and he's like everybody was saying it it's like you goddamn motherfucking son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> but for a fifth grader to say something like that 